0: It's time for ESPN Las
1: Vegas Legal Insider, Justin Watkins. Only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
0: All right, 4 o'clock hour is here. DeMond's back in the studio, our Finley Toyota Studios. We're at the Battle Warren Broadcast Center. Adam Hill is here as well. Justin Watkins, what's up, buddy? Uh, back in town, ready to go. lot to get to lot to get to, and not necessarily legal issues today. Maybe we'll get to a little uh, Stanley Cup talk later on. And what Because uh, I've had a lot of people ask me the last week or so, like, hey, where's the cup? Who's getting it? All that stuff. So a little later on. But we do have some legal stuff to get into in a couple of minutes. Um, I wanted to start out with the weekend's best image. And while the fireworks were, I think, really cool, we'll have to get into, I think, a debate over that one. I have cats. I don't have dogs. So... Um, I also slept like a baby last night all through basically gunfire going on around my house. Did everyone get to see images of the sphere?
2: That's what I was paying the most attention to. Yeah. I drove down there. Oh, I wish I would have. I should have. I didn't though. That's incredible. Yeah.
3: It's absolutely incredible. i was just
2: sitting at my house on twitter sitting outside where there's fireworks going off lo- reloading twitter for people to show the images of right. what was going then on you sphere.
3: ran out of your rate limit and then you couldn't that hasn't
2: happened to
1: me
3: yet
2: i don't know it hasn't happened to me either yeah. on
0: your
3: phone it doesn't
2: oh that's the only way i check yeah. twitter it,
3: it does it, it doesn't you don't run out on your phone You run out on your computer
2: oh okay yeah. well i don't do that on computer so well, I, you're I lucky that's nice yeah. uh yeah it's like
3: Obviously, we knew what the venue was going to be inside and all the technological advances and how cool it is inside. And then you heard, well, the outside is also going to be like an immersive kind of experience. You're like, okay, well, whatever. And then you see it. I know that I'm, I'm very cynical about everything. I was blown away. Yeah. That's incredible. And the the ability of what they're going to be able to do. I mean, first of all, it was a simple one. But just showing, like turning it into an NBA basketball for summer league. Yeah was awesome
2: well and like when the they have the bouncing <laughs> basketballs the cool thing about it is like the the appearance of depth that you yeah, get yeah. from it is amazing then it
3: looks like it's moving in some yeah. cases
2: <laughs> it's cool and then it like sort of warps away like you're looking inside it like imagine how cool it's going to be when there's a concert going on inside and from the outside it looks like you're looking through the orb into the concert yeah. as it's playing it's yeah, gonna yeah.
3: be unreal
2: it is i did
3: mention the one issue to steve um and i know that some people have been kind of talking about this but it's not upon us yet so i don't know if we know like there are artists that are saying i'm not doing it why a bunch of artists apparently have said no like it's way too over the top you're gonna have to put way too much planning and thought into developing an immersive show inside there that a lot of artists are like no we're just doing our tour we're not gonna stop at this." insane place yeah, now whatever. at some point down the road yeah, yeah you're gonna get residency i'm sure you'll, yeah. yeah they'll figure out with residencies and that sort of thing but for right now i guess they're having a lot of
2: problems with people agreeing to do it yeah i mean it doesn't have to be immersive in in the way we just discussed all the way through i mean most of but the- if
3: that's the outside imagine how much stuff they have inside oh, i know i know it's so rad and i'm sure if if you just go do your show and you don't participate in all that people are gonna be like that sucks like why yeah i could that? have watched that anywhere yeah you could why don't you do why don't you use all this stuff? So I, I think that is an issue, but with anything new, you're going to have some things that pop up like
2: that. I mean, at the same time, you know, if, if you get in on the ground level and you're one of the first, you know, dozen or so shows in that place, you're making history, man. What is,
3: what is this building going to have that technology?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Coming, like like anybody wants to see what's going on inside here.
3: <laughs> it's it's co- Not even that. I mean, I'm. I'm looking. First of all, by the way, amazing backdrop here. Yeah, I, yeah. I love this. This is great. It's like kind of studying. Where New you New been? York City. I know it's great. <laughs> uh, but then you just think about the addition that the sphere has made. Oh my god, to yes. like the skyline. It, it's cr- now. I am worried. and I guess maybe from I, a I was, perspective. I
0: was just waiting for a butt. Yeah, I already had one. I had. A, I,
3: had I, I had a small butt as well. Well, and I, a lot of people have pointed out the the potential risk of accidents of people just being like what. what 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 is going on
0: if that's got if be you right. are driving behind the uh palazzo yeah and the venetian especially the palazzo where spring mountain sort of snakes back there i mean i i drive back there all the time uh but it's light out at i mean
3: once it gets dark and they the that thing lit up i mean how many people are just going to look straight up well especially if they have an if they have one of the activations that looks like it's moving Right. Like you, you're all of a sudden, because it does have the capability. I don't know if it looks like it's of, rolling. Some of them have like the way that it's doing it, it looks like it's rolling. Oh, off the really? So like if you're, if you're driving by it, it, looks like it's rolling at you. Like, whoa, what? You like jump. Awesome. Do they have liability for that?
2: Yeah. I think that they could. I mean, now what they're going to point to is, hey, the city has, and the county has approved this. You know, it's in line with, but am I taking that case? I'll take that case. <laughs> I'll take that case because the, <laughs> that's unlike anything else that exists in the world most places outlaw any sort of moving billboards you know traditional uh, digital billboards that would actually have motion on them now on the strip there's of course these exceptions on these pillar boards that you know I am thinking specifically at the wind it goes up and down and it moves and and obviously now we have the whole side of resorts world um but I mean, I, I'd still argue the case on the strip too, but on the strip, it's it, it's very hard to get going fast, and there's always traffic, and so you're pretty much always stopped, and y- it, it's not as distracting. Where you were talking about over there, I mean, that's one of the major corridors to the airport, right? You're going down Paradise. That's a good point, <laughs> and you, Paradise there Snapping over, and over, you know who knows? How about going gonna...
0: south on the 15 by Spring Mountain, or even sooner, and then looking to your left? Don't look to your left.
2: That's a pay, hard. That's a hard. Attention. Pay attention. That's not a great view either. To, to, I think to get a real good view of the orb, yeah. paradise will be direct. Paradise when you're going Coval to the airport is direct. like re- yeah. you're right well, Oh Co- yeah, the-
3: Cobalt's crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, they have it on during F1. They, they said they, yes. they said they've already planned. They oh, they've got the staging there. There's CF seats at Sphere, so you can win, you can buy F uh, F1 seats right now that are that are at the S- like different locations. At the turn, you're saying
0: outside uh, outside of the yeah, Sphere, yeah. so the Sphere's behind you probably. It- oh,
2: they, they show the map. Yeah. It's all around there, yeah. so you get all your access. I think through the sphere. Oh,
0: Man, that's crazy.
2: You know, I think that's. I think that one's like. I think that's twenty five hundred bucks a seat.
0: But they that's, said they're that's planning- actually not bad. It's, there's can-
2: there's one right near the paddock. That I think that's eighty eight hundred a seat. Eighty, and it's all you can eat. Wow. Ooh, okay. It might be three thousand one of those two okay
3: that's the ones you bought uh, clearly i didn't them buy them it. I,
2: so <laughs> i was i was going to look into do that stuff but then one of my buddies is like hey man they're, they're coming back for 10 years right and i was like that's that's a the year, word year and he's like yeah why don't we wait a year and let them work the you know get the everybody else work out all the kinks and then we get the lowdown on exactly how to do it and the best way to experience it
0: justin Watkins here we welcome in reno vegas is here espn reno espn las vegas sorry you don't have a fear reno 766-1400 is a number. 775 in the north for Battleborne Injury Lawyers offices there in Reno, Henderson and Las Vegas. So Damon, you sent over a story today. And I think it was dead spin and it was someone examining whether people want smart sports commentary. Justin is a big consumer, consumes a lot of sports talk, especially NHL. So what was your take on this if people want, like, smart sports commentary versus embrace debate?
1: I think that the people have spoken, Bomani's show Game Theory on HBO, it was canceled after two seasons due to, you know, low viewership. And I just don't think that people want to be informed in that manner of a way where you're being taught. Where I don't think that people want that, where it is the embrace debate. We see that now with all of ESPN's layoffs, Skip Bayless, he's going to have whoever he wants to join him. And I think that things are going to be – just as fine on, what's the name of the show? I can't remember now. First, no, Undisputed. Like, those shows, they're going to be just fine because it's, hey, people just want to see two people arguing. It's not so much, hey, don't talk down to me thinking that you're better than me. I think that that's what people think when you have people trying to educate you about sports as well.
0: Right. Okay, so what are we all mad about? Because the story the story starts out, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless have ruined. They've ruined sports talk. I don't I don't think they have they have a certain audience they speak to. It is the biggest audience and we've had this discussion many times. The people who lament what Stephen A and what Skip and Embrace Debate has done to sports can't do it. They can't do it. They're not capable of doing it and they're too smart for their own good. I this is a this is a very wide-ranging yeah. discussion yeah. and everyone wants something different, but the numbers show mo- the masses want simple stuff to digest and the argument back and forth you know rapid fire is what works
2: i don't think that people that just because it's what people watch or listen to is equal to what they want people watch news and 24-hour news all the time because and it sells on scare tactics it it appeals to our you know reptilian side of the brain that is full of fear um and agitation and, and conflict and they don't want it yeah, yeah, they do. but but they but they end up there. are not everybody no
3: because it's out because it's a, the other stuff is available and people don't consume it.
2: right but i'm saying they don't want it but they are addicted to it sure you well, know that, they, 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 don't, they don't want it, no uh, being addicted to and wanting it are two very different things and so like for instance i, I I'm, not, I'm not i'm not a good person to give an educated opinion on on this topic because i do not watch any of first take or any of those debate shows i've never never watched minute of it because i don't care i don't care what those two or any other two really think well the kind of well, you're shows not, that you're i also
3: not getting what they really think
2: that's yeah not, that's, that's that's the, the thing make. that me too yeah. me too yeah, it's not an issue. honest debate
3: right that that's why i don't like it. but it, but to the point of what people want like i say this all the time with news if you don't like what news does and how news presents it find something that is good that you do like that you do want to watch and then that's what it'll become like, but
2: but that's it's, how it, we change i it. know but it's not that simple when they when they create a systematic uh appeal based on fear you feel like if you don't watch it you're being you're not being safe you're not being prudent you're not looking out for your family not that they want to, but they feel a need to for news. And that I don't know that that necessarily correlates over to sports in the same vein. But this conflict stuff, it for, for me, it's easier to not watch conflict-based sports shows because I know that has no bearing whatsoever on my life. But if I completely and utterly turn off the news, then I feel like, wait a minute, I might be missing something. You know, I don't feel... Like i'm missing anything if i don't watch a sports show at 11 a.m or why don't even know when that show's on i don't feel like i'm missing anything um you know i i prefer shows like this that i feel like is a part of a conversation that i'd want to be a part of yes there's some b- debate but it's honest debate and it's more likely to be topics that me and my buddies are talking about
0: right
2: with The fact that you guys get to focus on this for a living so you probably have a little bit more insight on the behind the scenes aspect of it than i and my buddies do i mean look the the a lot of the sports stuff that i consume is like
3: insanely high level where like i don't i guess there's just not an audience for people that want to listen to or consume it at that you know what that is but then you look and it's like why does this have a hundred views on YouTube? Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to watch this, but it would make people more educated and better fans and viewers. But is that what they want? It's tough. We'll continue. We'll continue on if people actually
0: are being force-fed Stephen A. and Skip like shows, or that's what they really want. You know what side I'm on. I think. I think you know. But we'll get to that on the way back. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyer 766-1400. Dial 775 in the north.
1: It's time for ESPN Las Vegas Legal Insider, Justin Watkins. Only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All
0: right, rolling on our Reno and Vegas hour. Justin Watkins is here. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield. DeMond's back in the Finley Toyota Studios. Just to finish up, the, uh, on the story that DeMont sent over from Deadspin. I feel like this is a story I've read, you know, 15, 20, 25 times. I've heard it on radio. I've heard it from friends in entertainment. And basically the story is about, hey, Stephen A. and Skip A., let's have they ruined sports talk and sports talk or radio and television forever because of the embrace debate feel of their show versus something that's a little more highbrow and intelligent. And I just want to read you what this author uh, was writing. Uh, let's see. He says instead of you know smart talk, we have Bayless doing what he's doing at FS1. We have whatever network will continue to uh, do with Emmanuel Acho. The perfect example of someone who only comes off as smart to stupid people because smart people know how truly dumb he is. Uh, over at ESPN, Mad Dog Russo recently signed a contract extension to keep him uh, keep uh, him uh, screaming idiotic takes that somehow always feel racist. Uh, He also says shows like the sports reporters would never survive in this era. So I'll respond to that. You don't get it. And you can sit on your pedestal and point down at the people in the audience, but you don't get it. This is where it is now. The good entertainers in sports media have tapped into the average person. So not to get personal, but if you want to make like, you know, 25 bucks a story, you can do it. But you know, Bomani Jones joked like when b- back in 2018, when he was, you know, it's going to be a smart show. Uh, we're probably going to get fired. Then why do it that way? Why? why I don't understand why we're going to hold these standards and speak above the audience's head. These guys have come up with a formula that appeals to millions and millions of people. Then do your shows like that. And I, I always bring this up. When you talk sports with regular people at a bar or party, you get an understanding of why those shows work. And when I read stories like this about how, Oh, the, the smart stuff is all gone. That means you don't talk to anyone outside your circle. You don't talk to the average person. You don't, I, think- I know you do, but you're, but Adam's attitude is, well, most people are stupid. So I'm not going to do anything for them, which is, by the way, they're not stupid. They're short on time. They don't have enough time to sit there and process some high level discussion. So why make shows all about that and go, I'm doing the right
3: thing. No, you're not. Well, that, I mean, the, that- I, I think you missed what he said. He said smart shows wouldn't survive now. Would, I th- that's that's what you're saying. No, too. but there, no,
0: but there's there's an that's ang- what you're saying too. No, no,
3: no, no. The sports reporters was not a smart no, show. No, that, agree, was a that was a terrible show. It was a bad example
0: with old white guys who didn't go to games. It was a bad example. Didn't have to pay the price. But that that's one of the examples you brought up. When you look back on it, it was a terrible show. But people thought that was good. It was awful. You look at most of those journalists in terms of sports talk radio. None of them ever made it. I mean, the one guy from Philly. I mean, it turned out to be some freaking creep, preying on kids.
3: I mean, that the show, that show was not good. It's no, just that you knew the names. That was a bad it, example of shows. But what the point that he's making is a smart show wouldn't succeed. True,
2: false. It's true, false. You don't think you don't think like the thirty for thirty, the E sixty stuff, the uh, Brian Gumble show. You don't think those are smart shows? I think they are. I think that there's... A, they're pretty smart, but, but what, I mean...
3: But here's the thing. But what, are, what are the ratings for real sports? It,
2: it, it, I don't think they're that great. It's that HBO stood behind it. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, here's where I take umbrage with what, with what Steve's saying. You talk about the average person. Now, the average sports nut is not the average person. I mean, we're talking about the people who are watching these embrace debate shows is a small sliver of the world. It is not a huge audience. This is not 50 and hundred million people. This isn't the average person. The average person doesn't give a crap about sports outside of their local team. That's all they want. They want their local team to win. If their local team's doing good, they'll pay attention. They might hear something about, oh, Tom Brady's a big star. They might hear something about, you know, Maybe, maybe they're just hearing about Otani. My wife doesn't know who Otani is, right? She knows who Tom Brady is. She maybe knows who Aaron Rodgers is, maybe, and and, and only because of the yearly Super Bowl parties. That's it. That's the average person. I, you're think, talking, I think you're yeah. talking about it. The person who watches First Take is an average it's not, sports here's the thing. nut. Here's the thing: is, is somebody who's consuming it all the time. No. First Take,
0: because the show is also made. To be sent out in 90-second pieces. And that's how a lot of people, average people now, find their sports news is that debate. And those formats work perfectly on
2: short-format social media. I think the average person doesn't want sports news anymore. Ooh, okay. The average, uh, the average American consumes zero sports news. You're talking about right, which backs up my point. They, you're, you're they want about, hot
0: topics. No, they want that. They no, want some the average person subject. doesn't want
2: sports at all. We're talking about the sports fan. Now, if you're talking about the average sports fan, let's let's condense the world down to that. And that's just a small fraction of Americans. It's a small number who are actual sports fans who are actually going to turn on to ESPN or FS1. It's not a big number. It's all the Fubo subscribers. So was sure, that two million people? Sure. Like, right? That's I'm, I'm in there. Yeah, me too. Right? It's two million people in the United States out of four hundred million people. A little bit less than four hundred million people. So we're talking of so the trends that are happening on the on the world stage are not necessarily the same trends that are happening here. And when you take that, I think when you say the smart people, I don't think the ultra intelligent people in this country are fanatics of sports. There are some, of course, but I think their percentage of sports fandom is even less than the average American. So yes, when you're talking about sports fanatics who want to ingest news at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., yeah, they just want to be entertained. Like they're not going to go for highbrow. They might. They might go for some highbrow stuff, but they're but they mainly want to win the argument with their buddy at the pub at the end on Saturday and Friday night and Saturday night when they're talking about sports to say they know more than their buddy. That's mainly what they're looking for. But then like the high level content sports, there is no audience for that because nobody cares. You're in the market, <laughs> Adam. Of course you care. You but do I'm, this for no, a job. No, I'm,
3: I'm not disagreeing. I'm just thinking to like what the show I was referencing earlier in my head of like just. A brilliant analysis every week of every nfl game that literally nobody watches nobody watches and but there is right there's not a market but like that's smart programming that's very intelligent that's way over people's head yeah for the most part
2: that should be for a convention for sports writers and yeah. radio personalities it's and, not it's not math, for the general public nerd,
3: yeah math nerds who like sports
2: yeah I don't know. Sure. I, I'm so a pretty, are, I'm but, a pretty but, big there, sports there's fan. There's a difference between
3: but, right, but I, I think when you make the statement of there, I think what that that's what the story is saying. There's not a market for very no, intelligent, but in, but, high level sports. But in country. but in
0: there, there's a condescending attitude, which that that irks me. That people will say, "I'm smarter than you." You're so smart that you're speaking to almost no audience. Congrats. Yeah. Instead of adjusting and doing, you know, I'm, listen, I'm not saying, and we don't do it. I want to do more of that stuff. but We don't do like straight, embrace debate. But we we want to do stuff that's closer to that. I do. Yeah, well, I do because I recognize there's an audience and just standing up on a pedestal and going, oh, we're, you know, I've had I've one of my friends who works in Seattle is like, I'm never going to do that. I'm like, okay, bro. Well, then good luck. Good luck in the future. I hope your show can survive on like high level baseball sports talk for freaking ten months a year.
2: Yeah, but I think there's enough genuine debate that exists specifically in this room that you could you could fill enough shows. That you don't have to. Embrace debate. the The word "embrace debate" to me implies, you know, fake, fake. Uh, make believe, manufactured debates that don't really exist. Which is what it is, right? That I will tell tell you that I I don't want
0: to be a part of. I think some of the guys who got it the most, and the the guy who originally did one of the guys who originally did this was actually Papa Joe. Papa Joe had like twelve topics that he would rotate throughout the year, and almost any show you would hear one of the twelve topics, and Colin Coward's taking it to another level. And people, like people in, in our audience, sometimes will be like, You did this at, you know, this time, you're doing it again. Yeah, he is. Because there's different people in the audience. And right now, Colin, like, Colin's not, we do all this other stuff because we like all this other stuff. We have, you know, we could do soccer later on. We got more baseball. Colin Coward, he's, he's doing NBA at the top level with a lot of LeBron and then NFL. And he'll do it through the summer. And people are like, Oh, this is so ridiculous. You know what? Because it works. Yeah. Because most people in the, you know, the slow times, but I don't think there's ever slow times, but for, for those couple of months, he just keeps doing it. Yep. So is he wrong? No. Is I think Steve, it... Stephen A. and Skipper wrong, making, you know, $8, $10, 12000000 By the way, and both guys have such massive power at their company, they both, in recent times, told their co-host, get out. Yep. Told the employers, get out, I have the power.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, a, the right and wrong of it is immaterial. Are they right. successful? Yeah, right. they're successful. I think
3: that, that's that's the point. Of the yeah, I just like, is I it don't write that you're just going to pander to an audience to get the audience. Yes, like that. It is
2: for totally for some people. For, yeah, totally it depends on what know, your goals is. Why are you in it? You got I mean, you're not you, in it for the money. You, you see all. You, I'm not. You okay, see, so then so then it's not right for you, right? You're you're actually. Like,
0: I I want to do more of that stuff. I think Adam's paper is a great example. There's a lot of stuff that you guys do that you know. It's probably clickbait, but it works. You got to get clicks. It's not all of it.
3: It's a blend, but you got to get some clicks. Yeah, but I mean, I disagree on what I think you click, do. clickbait yeah. is different than what people say has evolved to what clickbait is, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't mean true clickbait. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just throwing up. That's 80, when you get somebody to click and then have like
0: 19, 19 no. click throughs to You're find right. it is just, different just writing up stuff everything you could possibly write on the raiders which when you, you and i normally see notes on the raiders we're like okay not, not a big deal and it's like anything you put up on the raiders is going to work
2: okay no but that's different than what we're talking about you're, you're talking about they got it right because they got viewership and they got money and they got power i if that's your goal then yes you've got it right but i i literally don't think that th- that's your goal you have opportunities that are beyond what you're doing right here right now but And you could make more money doing that, but it would be probably some different type (laughs) of show that maybe you don't like. But this isn't
0: about, it's really not about the show. It's more of a, no,
2: I I know what happens
0: is what's your goal. Yeah. What, what happens is you get writers like this who are like all sports talk is stupid. And it's like, no, right. That's not, it's not all stupid. You, you know, if you're, if you're in a certain area, that's what you consume. You don't see everything that's going on around the country. It's it's very, there's a lot of layers to this conversation. Sure. I just, I will always, I will defend people in sports media who are successful because they're anything but stupid.
3: They've come up with right. a formula that is really smart. Sure, but I, being a smart person is different than having a smart show. Yeah. And I will say, anytime if you have any show where you sit before a show and say you you say this, I'll say this, it's stupid. It just is. It's stupid. It's not genuine. It's dumb.
0: I think I think it's brilliant to be able to pull it off. <laughs> I do. I yeah. You know. We've had this argument a lot. We'll agree to sure. disagree. Uh, Justin Watkins, sticking around with us for a few more minutes here at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. All right, here's the highbrow stuff that I'm looking for, right? I think. I saw this on Twitter, actually from Miles Simmons. By the way, Justin Watkins here. It's Cofield, Adam Hill as well. We were just talking about the kind of uh, sports talk radio and TV people want and who's nailed it, who hasn't, who doesn't like it. So this tweet was, pick one. You get $1 million, or just straight out, you get $1 million, or you can get 10 carries in an NFL game to gain five yards total, you get $10 So I was thinking about this, and this is not for the host of the show. For our contributors to the show, our regular guest, right? And I may have missed someone, but for our regular – I miss Brad Powers. Um, Our regular guest, who, who would have the best chance of getting the 10 yards? Check that. The five yards on 10 carries. My this is the way my list went. Stanford route. I mean, kind of sure. obvious. He's he's like a world class sprinter, even probably. Uh I gave number two to Miles Simmons. And, and I, I and that I, that I, that. he's very skinny. But uh we're gonna I, I just I wanted to butter him up after five o'clock. Sure. Then I went with Caleb Herring, but I think Caleb is a little bit broken up.
3: Put, put, put Carol, Caleb ahead of him. uh
0: then I went with yeah. Justin. No, hold on. Then I went he's with Justin. He's, he's he's a, he's he's a fit guy. Sure, right? Then Mark McMillan, who will probably kill me for
2: putting yeah, him behind You You I, gotta put McMillan. Mark, behind Mark,
0: him. Mark played at like 170 pounds. He ain't 170 anymore, okay? I will tell you though.
2: In, in our current condition? Yeah.
0: I will <laughs> I will tell you though. Uh, I don't know why this hit me, but I was I was walking behind Mark at a UNLV football game, he was walking away from me and he had shorts on, and I was like, oh, that's why that guy was able to play in the NFL at five seven one seventy. Like his calves look like he had like a fifty inch vertical leap in his prime. Um Michael Felder, who a lot of people don't know about his background. Mike's got a little bit of a belly now. He's gained some weight, but he was a defensive back at North Carolina. He's our college football insider. Uh, Then I went with Xavier Pope. I think Xavier's, like, too slightly built. I guess Miles is too. Um, And then I had Darren Rillard last. I guess I'd put Brad Powers behind him. You didn't put uh, Sammy P on there? I forgot Sammy, so where do we put Sammy. Close to the bottom, I think. Yeah, well have to play this for him next
2: week. Now, now your ranking is based on the likelihood that that it's person now. can. What's that? It's now. It's now. No, but likelihood that they could get the five yards in or 10 carries. ten carries on who gets the furthest in ten carries. No, uh,
3: no. By the way, did you? I think one of the questions you have to ask. Is, you have to do all ten carries. You, you have to do all ten. Once so, you get to five, you just
0: no, no, no. You done. can't. You can't stop. You have to do all ten carries. You got to just get to the line. It obviously
3: depends I, on who your offensive
2: line yeah, is. The <laughs> offensive line dictates a lot there, right?
0: Okay, what if it was the rest of the co no I'm kidding. Um the host, right? No. It's uh yeah, I guess you you have an NFL line in front of you.
3: Also an NFL defensive line. That's a good point. Yeah. And, yeah. and defensive backs and linebackers coming coming downhill. Also, do they know you're running? Is it just ten plays? I think it, that's big because if you have yeah. the threat of a passing game, yeah, it's much
0: easier. Right? I would think ten in a row.
3: that's that's tough sell out for the run Ten
2: carries in a row and they're selling out for the run run. go run you gotta get five yards no chance direct snap to the to to the person or you you gotta get get the handoff that's a big one extra blocker yeah, direct snap with the extra blocker. You need, you a, you, you need a pitch up there. You yeah. need a pitch. Everything's got to be outside. H back outside. Oh, then zero. You want it, us, really you <laughs> yeah, want to you want to get brutalized off the middle? No, no you got to go with the middle. You just,
3: just go right into the back of yes. the guard and try to and fall get forward. half yard. yard. Yeah, yeah half yard
2: Yeah. If I got to go out to the side, please. That's that's TFL. Yeah. Every time you get it, you get the ball right away. Get into the line and just fall behind the block. Direct snap. I need the direct snap. Give me, give yeah. me a, a H back off to my side to lead me down there. And I'm just going to follow right behind him. How many
0: hits yeah. do you take before you start bouncing it outside?
2: No, I'm never no. bouncing it outside. No, no you're, no, you're you falling down. Yeah. <laughs> just fall down. That's right. That's right. Cloud of dust. Ten carries. Yeah. Come on. NFL line. They got to be able to give me a half a yard per carry. Yeah. You think you could do it? Yes. A hundred percent. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only your only question is the acceleration level to catch up to the H back the the yes. lead block. If you don't get that acceleration, then you get hung out to dry. It's over. All right,
0: we bring this up uh, again with Miles in about twenty minutes. Right, a little cockiness there, a little confidence. Why not, Justin Watkins? Thank you. Thanks to Justin Watkins. Good spot there. No, legal, no legal stories, but that's that's where we go sometimes. Uh, real good on uh, Sports Talk Radio and Sports Talk TV in the direction they're going in, especially with. Uh, well will some Stephen A. audio coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Very interesting on the firings at uh, ESPN, on the TV side, and the radio side. Adam Hill is here at the BBBBC, and Damon is back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Damon, what do you think? Could you do 10 carries, get 5 yards? You have to do all 10 carries if you're would, playing in an NFL game?
1: I would like to say that I'm built different and I could do it, but I don't think there's a chance. No.
0: I have no chance. Maybe I would if get it's third early.
1: and 30 – and they're just backed off. Yeah, yeah, of no way. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could get five yards, and they're just in like super play in prevent.
0: Playing
3: the prevent with two down linemen. Yeah, everyone's they, twenty yards off the line. The thing is, I don't, I don't think, and Justin was the same. Nobody's see when you hear somebody say, "Yeah, I could do it," you're like, "Oh, they're you know, they're, oh, they're really inflating their sense of athletic ability." Like, no, it's more the strategy right. than anything. Of you just get right behind the guard and just try to fall forward.
0: Just keeps jamming it forward, and yeah. hopefully the line gets some push.
3: Yeah, not even maybe not even push. Like you just get to the line, fall forward with them, and you know maybe squeeze through. Maybe you get a yard, half yard, yard, half yard.
0: Hey. Like that's what you're trying to do. You're also right. There's different ways of looking at it. If It was you get a five yard gain, and then you're done. You don't have to do the ten carries. Then that changes the ranking. But I think the rule should be you have to do 10 carries and you have to absorb the losses too. And nobody's claiming that they're like gonna dance in the backfield like Barry Sanders. No, you just
3: don't jam it to the don't. line. But
0: yeah. there would be some people who would do that. Of course. you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll cut it outside. My speed will turn the corner. No, you, no, no,
3: no. you've no shot. No, no, definitely not.
0: Could you eat 39 and a half hot dogs? In 10 minutes? Yeah. No. Of course. And that's why competitive athletes are athletes or competitive eaters are athletes. Because they can do something that almost no other mortals can do. I think 10 in 10 minutes. Okay, oh, Well, then you'd finish in the middle of the pack in the women's bracket. Yeah. By the way, they're qualifying right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are we doing? It's it's my issue. So, Mickey Sudo won 39 and a half. She actually had some good competition. There were some new female leaders who got over 30, which was good. There was a uh, an Asian woman. I didn't look at her background. Uh, Etta is that your surname? Um she did 33 and a half. So she was with her for a while and then faded at the end, but she's got upside. But, you know, as we discussed last week, we had Raina Wong on and also Molly Schuyler, who I both think can do plus 30 and would really put pressure on Mickey Sudo. So you said you're getting mad at MLE and the Shea brothers. So what's, all, all what, over what's, again. what's going on?
3: Just, I, I watched the documentary again and I was mad the first time and I let it, I let it bother me and took me out of it. <laughs> I let it bother and me. then I did it again. It, it happened again. I actually was, I was very close to not even watching. And I think going forward, I know this is disappointing for the show. I think I'm done.
0: Okay. Well,
3: God, I wish the vast sound crew,
0: I should have put in this request. I wish we had pulled what Miley Schuyler said at the end of the spot last week we did with her. She said, in the past, she didn't go in the hot dog eating contest because she had a sign a contract. There were a lot of obligations. She has four kids. She didn't have the time. And then she started thinking about it while she was on the phone. She's like, you know, my schedule's lightened up. I might be able to do it. I got so excited. I actually started hyperventilating as we went to break. I couldn't finish what I was saying. I forgot what I was
3: saying, and I just went the hard break. And then they'll kick like, her out. Like, how are they going to screw over? I'm sure they will. And I, and actually, if you – going back and watching, and I'd forgotten some of it, and, and I went back and watched, and – um. Joey Chestnut said something very interesting and he said he he's like look I hated Kobayashi for a long time he was my rival and all this stuff and he said but in the end like because he left they had to give me an awful lot in my contract cuz they're like we can't lose both of them so he made out like a bandit yeah I think he I think he told someone uh, in a recent report that he made over 500 grand last year but they made a bunch of concessions for him that they wouldn't make for Kobayashi because they couldn't lose both but then how about go back to Kobayashi and be like yeah. yeah we'll give you these now but they won't. They must be making money on this thing how ba- to go out and to go out and actually collect
0: the best eaters in the world. I know. And again, folks listening to this are like, what are they talking about? You know, chestnut and Mickey Sudo are the best. We don't need better competition. Yeah, Why not. not? Why not? Cause I don't think they how are. much money do these guys need? Spend some of that money. And this is, this really is identical to a lot of our combat sports conversations over the last 25 years yeah. about not having the best people fight the best people. I know it seems absurd and I know Uh, you know, if you were listening earlier, Greg Salerno, just what a, what a freaking lame argument he provided on his arena show about how they're not athletes, they're athletes. There is athleticism and stretching the, I'm not, it's not pun intended, stretching the body to a limit that humans should not get to, but there is, there is jaw strength. Uh, there is, it's certainly a mental hurdle. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Competitive eating could be a sport with anything. Lots of things that are sports. Is poker a sport? Is that do you have to be athletic? I actually think you do. It's very I, much a cerebral. More, more it's very a much sport. a cerebral sport, but there is endurance. Competitive needed. eating is more of a sport than poker. Okay. What about bowling? You hate bowling. with your friend bowling, Flintstone approach? Stupid, but it's a sport. All right. The fact that you can, I guess you can get drunk and be a better competitive eater. Maybe you're going to get really no. sick at the end. I'm. I'm. I'm a better. I'm a better bowler when I'm drunk or buzzed. You think so? No, I am. No, you think so? It's been proven by the numbers. My best year in a league was a league that I would throw down four or five beers, and as the night went along, I generally got better because I calmed down. I made more spares. I didn't stress. Well, also Is you, that a sport? Also, you were
3: practicing as the night went on.
0: I was getting into more of a rhythm. Right. and In a way, the downer of alcohol was actually a performance enhancer. It, it was a PED. You're yeah. not buying
3: this one. No, not really. So, you, uh, what you no, should
1: do no. is show up hammered, and then see how you yeah, go don't you progressively that?
3: without drinking throughout throughout the rest of the if night. If you were, if you were a good teammate, that's what you would have done.
1: Who's to
0: say I didn't get there early and throw down a couple to loosen up?
3: Okay. That's what You got
0: to do. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. I don't know if I have uh, the dedication, the mental strength to to bowl in my fifties.
3: It's very athletic. It's, it's quite. I a probably.
0: Day. I might. I might hurt myself too. Yeah, there is a lot of coordination in bowling and throwing the ball you have the right to, way. You have to drop down on the weight of the ball. Ooh, all right, we can't do a bowling discussion. So, so you watch the documentary again and you got really mad.
3: Yeah, I'm just it, okay. it's you're excluding the best competitors. Um, if I get like their week to week competitions and some of the other stuff that they do, and hey, if you want to have contractual things, whatever. But if this is the Super Bowl, if this is the gold standard, if this is the event right. that we're all going to look at every year as this big competition, it's got to be just an open competition. You can't exclude the best competitors. Is it just supposed to be fun?
0: Or are we not supposed to look for good competition?
3: No. It's, I it's actually, a competition.
0: I don't know if the, the right word is sexist, but the women's field, because it's so exclusionary and they don't go and look for the best eaters in the world, they kind of make a mockery of women who are up on the stage. It's almost anti-female in some ways because the... They brought in some new eater qualified. It was like Glizzy
3: Lizzy Selgado. Yeah. The best best nickname in the field. Yeah. Sure. She ate four hot dogs. Glizzy Lizzie. How is this how is this an eating con?
0: She ate four hot dogs. She
3: was she was there for the vibe. Come on, man.
0: Half the uh half the women's field did less than ten. It's pretty pathetic. In fact, more than half. And I, I was—I don't want to get. There's a lady named Mary Bowers who she's qualified out here before, and I was—I was, I was kind of laying into her. I'm like, "Why is she still in the contest?" She did
3: like nine. Open it up. It's a, it's an open competition. All right, that's what I want. I'm with you. And until tell it is, I'm out. What do you what do you think the Shea brothers would do if if we had?
0: Like, I don't think George is in great condition to do a like a breakdown interview. What do you think? Would Rich Shea just hang up on us? Would he like? Would he laugh at us, thinking we weren't serious? He looked.
3: It was it was giving me Vince McMahon vibes in the documentary.
0: And by the way, George is like the town crier up on stage. Rich is generally the color voice. Yeah. on the
3: broadcast. But this was George. George was the one I think that was on camera. That was wait Looks like he wanted to murder somebody. Oh really? Yeah. I don't remember Kobayashi this. Kobayashi feels that way. Like okay, bro, Settle down. Do you think he was playing around? No, he was serious. Okay, because we're not. Who was he? Don't. He was defending. He was defending. He had to try to defend himself uh. for l- ruining what could have been one of the great rivalries in all sports.
0: Come on, don't laugh. Okay. This is Mayweather and Pac Man. We, we missed out on the prime fight for like three years when they were actually very much in their prime.
1: This is serious stuff. I got one question, one quick one. So the yeah, guy okay. who's saying, like, oh my gosh, he's the prince now king, the carnival Barker guy, he's one of the owners. Yes. No Big wonder owner. he's so passionate about it. Okay. I mean, his
0: his act on stage doing the intro is great, and and a the Rich, Shea has, Rich Shea is a TV voice. He has great
3: lines. Well, and then but George was almost in the documentary, like taking credit for creating Kobayashi. No, no. I mean, they they are the they did get the deal done with ESPN. Kobayashi's ability and hard work made Kobayashi,
2: hmm.
3: not his nonsense introduction. What about the platform? I'm over. What about what?
1: The platform he provided. Yeah. Did Kobayashi but get that, the ESPN deal himself?
3: Uh, No, but Ko- Kobayashi got there and competed at a very high level. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but Roger Goodell did not create Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, but I think that's different. If they're the owners of this sport, we're at the highest platform, or maybe not the commissioner of, you know, the team sports that we generally think about. But let's say you called him Vince McMahon. Stone Cold, The Rock, all those guys. Yeah, you can take credit. These guys are superstars. That's their creative mind. But you don't have the platform without Vince McMahon.
0: This is a, this is an age old question. Who is who is the sport? The athletes. Is is it the pla- the guy who makes the platform? Like Dana White with the fertitas, like Vince McMahon and his dad because his dad gave him the company, like the Shea brothers and the hot dog eating contest. It's the athletes, the talent. That's that's what it's all about. Well, the, not the, issue, the platform builder. Not the, By the way, I always love this line. The guy, they, these are the guys who took all the risks. Like, well, what risk? I mean, the Fertitta brothers did.
3: Yeah. Sure. Okay. But it wasn't even. But remember, it and, wasn't and even I'm sure the Shea brothers risk.
0: invested some money. And like I said, Vince McMahon's company was given to him by his dad.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't even. It's not even that much of a risk for comparative. Like for us, two million dollars is a massive risk. <laughs> for them, it's not. It's Just not. Oh, for the Fertittas? But it's it's the issue of, it, did you create a spectacle for yourself or did you create a sport? And if, if the hot dog eating contest on 4th of July is going to be a sport, you can't use that to then say, you can only compete at this if we own you the rest of the year, which is what they did. Yeah. And it's nonsense. Folks, he's dead serious. He's dead serious. The look on his face. He ain't joking. No, nah, I was very angry watching this. You were angry
0: watching the event. You
3: know, is it, no, yeah, that too. But the uh, watching the <laughs> documentary again, which I had watched it before, like I said, but it yeah. just, it hit me again. Well, I got to watch it. I'm out.
0: I can't afford to be more angry though. I think I'm just going to watch Gladiators. Is the
3: American Gladiators documentary going to be mad? There's some, there's some stuff in there. Yeah. There's, I mean, no, I won't give it away, but there there was one of them when they first got the first, you know, when they first got the f- group of people in there, the Gladiators. Yeah. And one of them is, I'm not going to use the word, not, it's not tough. Oh, really? and the rest of them are like what is he doing what is he doing here really yeah
0: when Devon, do you even know about I I'm not, I will re- refuse to do this on a regular basis American gladiators were you aware of the show
1: I know about American gladiators okay yeah I know about the show but uh, so it... there was the 30 for 30 on ESPN right and yeah, this then, is Netflix one and now Netflix has one too
3: yeah I'm watching the Netflix one okay you already finished the ESPN or no, no, no. I'm only watching the Netflix one. I heard that one was better. So that's what really, I, watching. Yes. I can't wait. Can't wait. Also the, the first half of season one. Yeah. The, the sets are just so bad. It's so Did bad. they feature Mike Adamley? Yeah. As the announcer. Yeah. Who actually was an
0: all time great running back. I think at Northwestern. Yeah. And then he was doing that show. There's not anyone on the show. I mean, especially the, for the older guys, Adam and myself, you didn't root for the gladiators.
3: No, no. I think I, I mean, think there, a lot of people did.
0: I think there could be like kind of a sick angle where you're like, destroy these, you know, these muscled up people, destroy the average person. I 100% hated the Gladiators. Anytime a frumpy guy got on there, I, 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 looked, up, I looked it up for I don't know, probably hours the other, about two days ago. I was like, who was that one guy I remember with gray hair? And he was like 6'4 and like 230. He destroyed them. It was one of the greatest achievements I've ever seen. I'm like,
2: screw the, you know, the, the beach muscle guys lose, screw them.